For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried to announce that Portrayal of Guilt released a new album this Friday. Listen to the new Portrayal of Guilt album, Christ Fucker, out now on Run For Cover Records. Mr. Mike. Hey. How's it going? Oh, I'm fantastic. I don't know why I called you Mr. Mike. I don't know either, but you know, I'm here for it. New nickname? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you were ordering a new record, pre-ordering record. Is that why we're a little late? That is why we're a little late, but you know, we got it. We got the out of 50. It's a cool rainbow splatter. I'm here for it. Ooh. Out of 50, can you, ta- can you talk about it? You're being so mysterious. Yeah, I can. Um, it's from Silverback Gorilla Records. It's uh, the band's Villains. They're re-releasing Freudian Slip. It's a pretty cool record. Awesome. Cool record label. Make sure you go check them out. Love it. Sweet. See? Mike's no poser. That's for sure. No. I like. Mike buys more music than probably anyone you know. I spend a stupid amount of money on vinyl every year. <laughs> well, it's... um. It's all good. And of course, we're here to talk about new music. And, um, you know, it's funny. Last week, mm-hmm. we sort of called it a slower week or something. And I don't really know why, because it was chock full of bangers. Well, it, it was l- less overall releases, but everything was great. Really was. It was a big week. And I mean, top six, all worthy of talking about. But where do you want to start? I mean, we got to start with number one, like we always do. This Youth Fountain mm-hmm. record, Keepsakes and Reminders. I'm in love with it. You know, um, dude, it might be my favorite record of the year. Really? I, I mean, I really, I like it that much. And I think what I like about it so much is they're really putting the punk in pop punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an energy in this album that you don't hear a lot in the scene, the pop punk scene, I feel. Mm-hmm. And also, I just loved, you know, 
It's a 14 track record, but some of the songs are shorter. Yeah. Um, it almost like reminded me of early saves the day or early lifetime, like throwback to almost the late nineties, um, the kind of beginnings of pop punk, but with still with that modern, melody and production and energy and guitar tones that you know we've come to love and expect with you know some of the newer bands so um i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you right now this is making a big big late in the year push um in my top 10 oh yeah um maybe even higher i think this record is really good and i'm really stoked we have a brand new canadian band uh playing music maybe better than anyone right now. Yeah, I agree. And I really like what you brought up with the punk influence, like doing the shorter songs. These guys, they kind of kick it old school in that way, but they don't sacrifice any of the, I guess, newer songwriting that comes from these younger bands. There's still a huge focus on the lyricism and being easily connectable. Yeah. Everything about this record is is just emotional through and through. It's still fun but like still instrumentally everything kind of matches up with the lyrical themes it's really kind of in this weird spot where it's nostalgic but like not in the good way right like there's a little bit of melancholy there and i just this record is really really good i love it so much yep yeah if you missed youth fountains record last week go check it out uh this is really really special band and you know, we got to talk about another young special band coming up, uh, starting to explode as well. Did you get a chance to check out that new CU Space Cowboy record? I did. And it's funny because this is also throwbacky in a com- completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yes, this this is, they really are going down this road. Mm-hmm. Um, the production, the songwriting, the song structures, um, the guests that they had on this thing. Yep. They all scream, you know, 2003, 2002. Um, the long song titles even. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the record. The record made me smile. And um, it's 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 a fun record. And it's it's a lot different from, from pretty much everything coming out right now. Yeah, I have to agree. I think it really reminds us why we, a lot of us, fell in love with that early Warp Tour scene. Um, in the early 2000s and such, with this just kind of raw, emotional emo music. And I really can't get enough of it. I think it's such a good throwback in a way that's... when you, Whenever you like the scene moves on from somebody, it's so hard to kind of come back and capture that because everybody kind of has these rose-tinted glasses when they're looking at that kind of thing. Right. And to actually like, live up to the expectations of that sound and... like. I would almost consider this record like I'm not going to say it's better than their only chasing safety or define the great line stuff like that, but like it's up there. It's got the same amount of quality and rememberability as those kind of records, which is kind of crazy for two albums in the same genre that have come out so far apart. Totally, and and as we touched on last week, they do seem to be more purists mm-hmm. in that they are more um, into some of the deep cuts. Yeah. Of of you know under oath or or um, I don't know I'm, I I was getting a lot of like showbread vibes mm-hmm. remember that band showbread um, you know I was getting a lot of that old um, tooth and nail solid state yeah. influence but it's more the deep cuts it's less of the hits and I like that that ends up playing into this record being um, more raw and experimental than just hearing like a chorus three times in every song. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that about the record too. Oh yeah. And I mean, we've got one more kind of young band making a splash. Did you get a chance to listen to my favorite album title of the year? Christ fucker. I did listen to Christ fucker. Um, And this thing's stupid heavy. Yes. And you may have heard, well, you did hear the intro to this podcast. Um, Mm-hmm. Gilbert Godfrey introducing uh, the new record from Christ Fucker, which is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. If, <laughs> if you haven't seen the video too, and you're just listening to us, like putting it at the beginning of the show, go watch the video because like he's got this deadpan look on his face. And then right at the end, he just has this beautiful smile. Like 
this is one of the stupidest <laughs> things I've ever done, but I love it so much. Like it's great. And that's, and that's saying a lot for Gilbert Gottfried. But um, I did listen to Christwalker. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty crazy record, man. Yeah. It's, there's like, it's heavy. There's like parts. It is heavy. There's parts though where I'm like, like, are they just making this up? Like, yeah. it's, it's so, like some of the production is so like obviously intentionally shitty. Mm-hmm. And like, they're just getting these tones. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard before because they're just so like raw and almost like yeah. what I would call in my music wrong. Mm-hmm. But of course, like it's not wrong. It's intentional and it's, and it's, it's kind of groundbreaking, you know, in a way. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of tones that you let like your five-year-old cousin, like play around with the knobs on your amp. And then you just plugged <laughs> in and went to the studio. Like that's almost yeah, what it sounds you- like at points, but it's, so different and kind of refreshing in a way because of that. And I love it. Yeah. I, I did enjoy the record. I mean, I don't think it's something I'm going to put on every week. No. Uh, but I do, I do enjoy Christ fucker. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to the new bullet for my Valentine record? Mm-hmm. I did. I did, man. And I, I, I gotta be honest, like obviously I'm familiar with the band. Um, and I, and I know some of the early stuff, yeah. but I, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't listened to all their records but this record is solid, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think like they found, um, maybe a way to ca- kind of connect with, Hey, like we can write great songs. We can write great riffs and we can make an exciting album. Mm-hmm. Um, cause nothing about this record really, I found boring. Yeah. I found it was just like really packed full of, of energy and it seemed like this was a record they wanted to make That's you could feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really agree with that. I think there's a lot of energy that I think is going to translate really well to these songs live. Yeah. It's kind of classic Bullet for My Valentine in a way where if you've kind of heard the hits, you can assume what these are going to sound like. And that's really good and organic and it comes through. And I like the songwriting on here. It's nothing about it's reinventing the wheel, but it's a fun release. And I'm going to enjoy these songs whenever I see the band live, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know. I think for them, if it's a self-titled record, for them to do that at this point in their career, mm-hmm. I think they must feel confident about it. And um, from everything I've been reading online from fans of the band, people do seem to be really excited about this. So yep, it's great. Congratulations to them. Yep. And then uh, last one I really wanted to talk about was the EP. Pure like porcelain from like Moth to Flames. Yeah. Um, this thing's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the band, like you said, they never miss. Production last time maybe was a little bit um, off to your ears. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was as bad as, as you did. However, they fixed it with this one and the songwriting is top notch. Um, this feels like kind of an extension of it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they're here and, and I just always think they're some of the best lyricists and... Again, just you're gonna get quality every time from uh, from this band. Yep they they really don't miss. And even with my gripes on the production on the last record, I still think it's a great album. And this is just more of the exact same from a band that we've come to know and love in this scene. I think is kind of a staple metalcore band right now. One hundred percent. Well, and did you rip the new ABBA or what? I did. Um, gonna be honest not huge on it i was hoping for a little bit more of the pop side of abba it was a bit slower of a record but it was fun you know yeah i agree especially especially like uh, what's with albums opening with like ballads like what the hell was that i was like weird move that really threw me off uh initially on the record and i found like i'll kind of be honest i got to about track five and i just started kind of skipping through it Mm -hmm. and it did seem like the record maybe got a little more energetic at the end but um I don't know. I, I don't think that they're doing this to, uh, I don't know, to, to like make a million dollars or anything. I think that they're trying to no. make art they want to make. And I applaud them for it, for coming out of the woodwork after 40 years to make this record. So mm-hmm. um, I'll probably give it another chance. Yeah, I, I liked it for what it is. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at too. Just, it was fine. All right. Ready to get into some of that new new or do you have anything else that uh, you want to talk about from last week? 
No, I'm ready for the new new. I am uh, excited. Let's go. Cool. Uh, so we've got five bands this week uh, releasing albums that I think are notable. Obviously, more bands are releasing albums, but... A top five classic, yes. Yeah, classic. Throwing it back. We haven't done one of these in a while. A little fiver. Um, first one, coming out of the UK. We've got a lot of UK bands. Uh New album Crawler from a kind of post-punk band called Idols. You familiar with them? Yeah, I do know Idols. Um, the yeah, kind of a weird band, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I remember them being sort of like UK, kind of like attitude punk new wave. Yeah. Um, and but these new singles are kind of like, I don't know. Can I just say they're kind of weird? <laughs> yeah, they are. They're. It's such a weird kind of space that they're working on or working in because it's almost like you're taking, and I'm going to throw some UK bands out there because that's just what's popping in my head right now, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. it's like you're taking Biffy Clyro and Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes and you're smashing them together. And that's kind of what you're getting where it's kind of got this chill ambiance to it, but there's still this kind of like little bit of anger and aggression poking through with the guitar tones and with the vocals and lyricism. Yeah. And it's this really interesting dichotomy that I really enjoy. Yeah. And this band is, is pretty popular too, um, with almost a million monthly, monthly uh, listeners on Spotify and a lot of material to check out. And yeah, if you're looking for something a little different, mm-hmm. this could be, this could be a good release to check out. For sure. Uh, now number four, um, I don't know if you were familiar with this band. I put them on our little playlist where I kind of put all the singles for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got the new album Spring Island from Delta Sleep, math rock band out of Brighton in the UK. What do you think of these guys? Yeah, I really like this band. Uh, I think this this band is really cool. It's interesting that you call them math rock because I always think of math rock as being um, a little bit more on the like rock side. like yeah like progressive dark serious side Mm -hmm. where this band is kind of has a nice sort of a fun element to them and and kind of a poppy element to them um maybe like maybe similar a little bit to like tiny moving parts Mm -hmm. i would say um because the guitar work but but like maybe not quite as like emo maybe a little more on the indie rock side Mm -hmm. um maybe similar to like maybe minus the bear um, but, but yeah, I, I really like this band and I think that they have a bright future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to blow up and I didn't realize they were from Brighton. Um, I love, uh, I love Brighton. What a place. Yeah. It's a great city. Um, I think it's really similar if you enjoyed that black MIDI record that we had earlier this year to something like that, where mm, yeah, it's almost kind of like new wave indie math rock. It's it's almost like Chan too. If you're familiar with them, yeah, um, less bright, I would say, but it's just kind of good. I don't want to put on some like instrumental, like movie music while I'm working and doing homework. I want something with a little bit more substance. Whatever you're doing that like needs your attention, and you want some background music. This is going to be a perfect record for something like that. Yeah, it's it's it, there's nothing boring about this at all. I'll tell you that it's it's like mm-hmm. every. Every I kind of hang on every note when I listen to this because I, f- I find it really interesting and uh, mm-hmm. and I think this band is is awesome. Hell yeah! So number three, our last band on the list from the UK. Uh, this band they just say they're from Southwest England. I don't know if that's an actual place or just a general location. Probably just a general location. I mean Southwest. I mean that's I don't know my my I don't want to say anything because my UK geography is a little sketchy. Yeah, mine's not great either. But um, <laughs> this band's here at number three because this is an EP. Uh, they've put out four of the five songs on it already. Um, if this was an album, this would probably be my number one release this year or this week because I absolutely love this band. Um, it's the new EP Oni Kaijo from Memorist. Yes. What did you think of these four songs that are already out? I like this band. Um, I wouldn't say they're really reinventing the wheel. No. Um, but they're doing they're probably doing this kind of like post-hardcore metalcore um, with a vibe. North Lane, Noya, bands like that. Yeah. They're, they're probably doing that as well or better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And they, they managed to use a lot of kind of, I don't know how they do it. If it's just MIDI instruments or whatever with this kind of ambient mm-hmm. tones that they have 
kind of going on through their music, which creates a lot more emotion. Yep. I feel, um, not to mention like a singer that, that absolutely, uh, Oh, kills it. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, re he's great. So yeah, I think, I think this band is, is, I, I wouldn't call them, call them like, yeah, super groundbreaking or, or really mm -hmm. doing anything you haven't maybe heard before, but there is something in it where you go, huh? Like they have this kind of their own sound in a way that, um, and there's a, you can tell there's a lot of talent with it, with the songwriting and mm -hmm. it's, I think it's a band you really want to dive into the lyrics too. And I haven't had a chance to do that. Yeah. Great lyrically, great instrumentally. It's just a solid band all around. I think that, like you said, they're not doing uh, anything crazy, but they are definitely doing it in kind of like the upper echelons of this kind of music. I think one of the things that they do really well that I like when, bands can do uh similar to kind of almost like loathe and sleep token is that they use kind of an ambient or silence in some situations as like a tension mm -hmm. builder which yeah. i mean in some situations it's just so cool like you look at actual artwork and things like that and sometimes it's more about the negative space that the artist just leaves canvas and things along those sure. lines that can kind of bring so much flavor and i don't know i just love this band their songwriting is top tier they've got a fun sound they're just absolutely killing it absolutely and and uh the name apparently stems from the singer's inability to forget mm. as in he remembers everything so um hopefully he's not mad and when he remembers that i called them not groundbreaking but yeah <laughs> but i do uh, i do like the band and i think that um you're gonna hear a lot from them soon mm -hmm. i hope so number two mm-hmm me putting this record here might surprise some people, but uh, we're going to roll with it. We've got from Azusa, California, the new album Iridescent by Silent Planet. Yeah. Um, good friends of mine. Good friends of the show. Mm -hmm. Love Garrett. Garrett and the boys um, back. And this is, a, this is a very, very big record for the band. Yeah, I think so as well. This is going to be the... I know we've probably said this for the last two or three records. This is going to be like the breakthrough record for Sean Plant. I think this one is going to move them from the, I guess, consistent, very good metalcore band to the almost like echelon that we've got the August Burns Red in, uh, the era in, mm -hmm. where it's like this is a headlining metalcore band that should be playing thousand plus cap rooms always. And if they're not headlining, it should be like a... 25, 3,000 cap room and they're opening for somebody massive. So I think this record's yeah. going to be great. I love kind of re-listening these singles. I've enjoyed them quite a bit more, uh, like deep diving and just listening to the music. There's almost, I want to say nods and influence taken from the latest Code Orange record, which I really, really enjoyed. There's almost like an industrial edge to it with some of the um, effects and samples that they're using, which is really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it's funny cause Silent Planet gets compared to a lot of bands mm -hmm. and, you know, cause they've got a certain metalcore sound, um, and they get lumped into like the kind of Christian genre as well, Yep, but they really are in a, a league of their own. I mean, mm -hmm. lyrically, conceptually, um, the things that Garrett is talking about i mean using footnotes to references to literature that he's talking about in the lyrics yeah this kind of stuff is just nobody does this and mm -hmm. this is not like okay we're just gonna you know scream about like um, i don't know a girl breaking up with me or whatever and put it in a metalcore song like mm -hmm. there's so much more substance to this band mm -hmm. which i think sometimes gets a little bit lost um, to the casual fan, but you know, in, 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 and I'll be honest in a way, I didn't really want to listen to the singles cause I kind of want this to be presented to me as like a whole idea mm -hmm. because I know they think about it like that. And that being said, I do like the singles and I do think that it's probably, I mean, I think some of the best music they've made, yeah. but I think listening to this all the way through is really when you're going to get a feel for like, okay, mm -hmm. this, this band has arrived and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they're going to try some softer stuff. I hope so. With, you know, um, their bass player, Thomas's voice. He's got a great, you know, clean singing voice. And I would love to hear a little bit more of that too from the, from the band. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, regardless, like I've been waiting for this band to pop to the, the, the top of the, the metalcore ranks. And, um, this could be the, this could be the record. I, th- I think, I think they definitely have the talent. Mm-hmm. And I really like what you said about them bringing up kind of larger issues. I think this record is really one of the first ones that they're kind of tackling both because we've got, uh, Panopticon, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, Anadonia and Trilogy, which are these kind of like typical Silent Planet overarching, like very large social issue kind of songs. But then you've got Terminal, which seems to be very, very specific. Like there's a lot of references to cancer and like terminal illness and things like that within it. Right. And I think that that's obviously a much more kind of specific zoned in theme for a song, which is a little bit different for the band. But I really like the look of it too, because you don't lose that picture painting ability that Garrett has with his lyricism just because you're narrowing the scope. And I think it shows kind of a new side to the band that I really enjoy. Yeah, man, hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and again, until we see the sequencing this record and we kind of know how it's working out, like who knows exactly like how this is going to flow, but, um, but yeah, exciting stuff and, uh, a great band. Oh yeah. hundred percent. All right. Well, that is four of the top five. We are going to get into the number one release of the week right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. We're back. And I apologize for my voice. I have been on tour. It's the morning and I'm laying in my bunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, I'm doing a podcast laying in bed. Yeah, there's, there's, it's noisy everywhere and I can't really go anywhere. So, so I am... I apologize for my... Maybe next week I'll record from bed as well. We could be bed buddies. Oh. <laughs> okay, man. Sure. Um, I'm not I'm not against it. All right. All right. Well, we are going to get to the number one album right now. And um, I'm excited for you to tell people about this band, Mike. Go ahead. I am too. I think that obviously putting Silent Planet not at number one, well, I please come in my DMs, yell at me, that's okay. Um, I understand. This band is going to be, I think, a more fun record for me, and that's why I'm putting it number one. It's the one that I, when I wake up tomorrow, we're recording on Thursday today, when I wake up tomorrow, this is going to be the first thing that I put on, purely because I think this record is just going to be fun. Uh, We're talking about In Cinemascope with Stereophonic Sound, the new record from the Seafloor Cinema. Yeah. A post-hardcore band that is hard to describe among post-hardcore bands. I think the most apt description I've been able to come up with, and I've been trying all week because I knew I was going to talk about this band, is that they sound like water parks meets Dance Gavin Dance, if that makes any sense. It's pretty good. I love it. That's pretty good, honestly. Yeah, because they are kind of like equal parts, really, really technical. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and fun and like, and fu- fun slash like silly. Yeah. Like they don't take themselves too seriously, but like they're really, really unique mm-hmm. and really, really, um, what's the word? Um, genuine. I don't know. This band is doing something groundbreaking in my opinion. This is, yeah. this is music I've never really heard before. Um, each song is like pretty different too, mm-hmm. but this is, this is like a band that managed, manages to like, kind of be able to do like fun meme things, like almost like something like Bill Murray. Yeah, exactly. Would, would do, but then you hear it and you're like, okay, this, they, they know what an odd time signature is. And like they, mm-hmm. they, those guys rip and totally shred and you don't always get those combinations, um, you know, within, within one band. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I think a lot of people might see the aesthetic and kind of write them off as like, oh, this is like, this is like silly or just as stupid or this is for kids. But then you hear the band yeah. and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And I don't know the sequencing of the record. I'm looking it up. There's like one song out of the singles in particular that I know exactly what you're thinking about. And it's 
like drip god where it's just super super weird and almost kind of hip hop. Yeah, it's right in the middle of the record too. So that'll be mm-hmm. weird and kind of jarring. But every one of these singles is very different. I expect every song on this record to be very different with obviously roots within post hardcore and swan core and things along those lines. But I think this band has just found something like like we talked about a little bit earlier with Bullet for My Valentine and I'm sure Silent Planet and everybody is writing music that they want to do. Don't get me wrong. But this sounds like these guys aren't writing music that they want to do. It's sounding like they are writing music that they're having fun doing too. And that's kind of an element of it as well because like some bands come out and they're like, I really want to like bring these issues to light for people. And those aren't fun issues. And it's not yeah. going to be, I mean, I'm sure you're going to have a great time writing the record and stuff, but it's going to be emotional in a different way than just hanging out with your friends and having some fun and writing a record. And that's what I feel like this is. And it's the energy that I get. And I can't stop smiling when I'm listening to these songs. Like yeah, man. Tap Taply comes on when, which is a hilarious song name, by the way, too. It is a it is a hilarious reference, yes, to obviously to Stick Stickly um, of Attack Attack. So yeah, yeah, amazing that they did that. But like it comes on or Drip God comes on in my playlist when I'm just like randomly listening to whatever, driving around, and I just start smiling and having fun. It's so good. No, I I agree with everything you said and. You know, let's keep in mind too, for people that haven't heard of this band, the Seafloor Cinema, mm-hmm. this is a debut record too. Yep. Um, coming out on Pure Noise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is like, this is a sort of a rookie card situation. I think this band is going to, going to absolutely explode. I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if next year, uh, Dance Gavin Dance has their new album coming out and they're obviously going on the, let's try and take a guess at what the next Dance Gavin Dance album name is. They're going on the <laughs> um, Turtle Across the World tour and uh, <laughs> Not bad. Seafloor Cinema is opening and it's Seafloor Cinema, Hail the Sun and I don't know, Dance Gavin Dance, three, or three band bill. Like, I wouldn't be surprised with something like that. These guys are making waves. I think a lot of people who are diehard Swancore fans probably already know this band. But if you don't, you're just going to jump in and have a good time. Like, bands like Origami Button and Adventurer 2 are very, very similar and kind of fit in this. It This band's sick. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you could see them opening up for something like Water Parks 2, honestly. So it, it's... It's kind of, of course, like they're never going to fit perfectly on any tour because they're very unique, but mm-hmm. I could see them doing a lot of things and the music is still accessible. So cool. Very cool band. C4 Cinema at number one. Uh, I love the pick, Mike. Thank you. You ready to get into some honorable mentions? Uh, I am. Do you want to do you want to do a little recap first? No. Okay. Let's get straight in. But we will. Okay. Number five. We've got Crawler by Idols. Number four. We've got Spring Island by Delta Sleep. Number three. We've got the EP Oni Kaijo by Memorist. Number two. Iridescent by Silent Planet. And the number one release of the week is... In Cinemascope with Stereophonic Sound by the Seafloor Cinema. Cool album name too. All right. I know you love those kind. They're just silly. Uh, let's talk about some singles. Our Girl is Back. Avril Lavigne has put out her first new single in a while. It's pretty good. You wait. She. I feel like I just heard her on something. She did one with Mod Sun, did she not? Like recently. Yep, she did. She did. But this is her first like solo track. This is a. This is a new one. Okay. It's called Bite Me. It's pretty solid. It's okay. What I expect from an Avril track. It's bringing a little bit of punk pop punk back. It's a good time. Yeah, it's interesting. You know how nostal like nostalgia and how like memories have changed. Um, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. I mean, I, I went on tour with Avril Lavigne, oh, yeah. keep in mind. So I'm very familiar with her work. I, I would have never called her pop punk. Um, I'm sorry. It's it's pop and <laughs> it, it kind of like a little bit posery. A little bit. Um, but hey, um, you know, time has, time has changed things. Travis Barker's involved now. John Feldman, Goldfinger's involved now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, history's maybe rewriting itself a little bit, but... I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that like jaded fucking curmudgeon dude on this. Like, sure. Let's go. Canada. Bring it on. Oh, yeah. Avril Lavigne. Sure. We're going to get into it. Uh, we came as Romans put out a new single yesterday. 
featuring 0936. I don't really know who that is. I think it's the hip-hop feature. It is the hip-hop feature, but I don't really know who 0936 is. Mm -hmm. Uh, This single's fun. I like We Came As Romans. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. You know that as a listener. Mm -hmm. You know that as a Shane. I do. Um, (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) uh, This band's great. They don't miss, in my opinion. Um, Give me the album pre-orders so I can empty my wallet before Christmas time starts coming up and I have to buy more gifts. Um, there's been three singles. I want the album pre-order. No release yet, eh? No, no announcement. No, I assume it's going to be next year, right? No. But... Whoever knows these days with the vinyl situation, it, it, who knows? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pure insanity. But all three of these singles so far have been absolutely great. I love them. Uh, next up, Weird Project, Scion, S-I-O-N. This is the, I want to say... It's either Jared Dines or Jared Alonji. I can't remember. They're the same person in my head. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not at all. They're both cool, but they're not the same. With with Howard Jones, though, uh, previously of Kill Switch Engage, yeah. of Light the Torch, uh, they've announced their album coming out at the end of this month and are putting out the second single. I'm really excited for this. I love Howard Jones. Uh, the first single was great. It's called The Blade. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it. It's band rips. Yes, and for clarification, it is Jared Dines, so... Okay, cool. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Next up, there's going to be a new single from Varsity. Um, Really excited about this. I love the Varsity Boys. We were expecting their album at the end of this month, but unfortunately they are delaying it until January. So we'll have a good, solid early release next year. January is pretty stacked, actually. Oddly. Great. But here for it. I love it. A lot of people still stay away from the Christmas, you know, season mm-hmm. and push records to to the following year. It's it's common. It's a smart move, in my opinion. It's I mean, it always was a smart move, but um, it's it's still common, you know. So, uh, next up today, we got a new single called "I Miss 2003" from As It Is. They've announced their new album. I love it. That's a great track. As it is, it's still solid. Yes, I woke up today and I saw it and I've been meaning to listen to it. I want to know. I heard they're referencing bands. I'm wondering who they're picking from the early 2000s. They mentioned Newfound Glory in the chorus. Okay. And like the main chorus is like, left the best part of me in 2003. It's pretty good. It's nostalgic. It's fun. Okay. As it is. There we go. Speaking of nostalgic and fun, we got to talk about the new corn single that dropped today. Corn is still a band. Corn is still a good band. It's a fun re- single. Um, it's corn, nothing groundbreaking, right? But the band's still making good music. Jonathan Davis is still really, really talented. Um, I'm here for it. I've, yeah, I feel like their new stuff has, has been like. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, did Corn not release like two standalone singles a couple years back? Um, and was, was there an album? I feel like there was no. There was an album in like 2019, I think. Oh, okay. Then maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because it had the song uh, Narcissist Cannibal with Skrillex on it, I want to say. No, I don't remember. I'm probably talking I don't about know. it. Yeah, we, we are sort of butt talking right now. But I, I do think that Korn is making the best music they made in a long time right now. Yeah, they had an album in 2019, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, they're still a solid band. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah. That song with Skrillex was 2011. Oops. <laughs> It happens. Uh, next up, we'll just talk about bands like Skrillex, though. Uh, the Browning, another new single. I absolutely love this band. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the last releases I listen to and consider for album of the year because it comes out, I think, okay. December like third or December tenth. I can't recall, but it's right okay. around my cutoff time. Uh, this band's super heavily electronic influenced. I love them. I'm so happy they're back, and all their old albums are back on Spotify. They finally got them back from their label, who is holding them hostage. Oh, jeez. I have been. Listening to these records, probably way too much now that it's album of the year deciding time, but I am being nostalgic and having a good time with them. Okay. Um, Rain City Drive. You might be wondering who that is. Well, they were previously- I do know who it is. Previously known as Slaves, uh, releasing their single this week. I'm excited to hear this. I know that they're super talented. Uh, Two band name changes without any music in between is kind of weird, but you know, we're here for it. So how come they switched from Rain City to Rain City Drive? Was is another band had that name? I have no idea. I didn't look that far into it. I just thought it was funny and memed on them a little bit. You would think though, like, well, first of all, I've always said 
for a while. They should be changing their name, um, mostly due to the oh, yeah. name itself, but also just with the member changes and, and everything and, and leaving kind of leaving that past behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would think... Well, there, well, first of all, there's already another band called Slaves, right? Slaves UK, only Slaves US. Yeah. And then for there to be... For them to pick a name... And I'm I'm speculating, but for them to pick another name that another band already, oh, has. I know you'd think they'd check it at least. That would be fun, <laughs> right? Right, but it's it's tough because there's a lot of fucking bands out there. Oh yeah, you know. But uh, but I do I do like the band. I think their new singer uh, Matt is is incredible. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um. Yeah. Let's go here. Uh, there's a new Northlane single, and they've announced their album for next year. Um. This song is really weird in a good way. I think it kind of expands on their sound from Alien. And I don't know. Have you heard the song, Shane? I have not. No, I, I did. I did really like the last record, though. Yeah. When you listen to this song, it almost kind of reminds me if they're like paying homage a little bit to the hand that feeds by Nine Inch Nails. Okay. In, in a really weird way, but like not the music as much, but like the vibe. It's very similar vibes. I love the song. I'm really excited for this record. I pre-ordered it instantly. Northline's great. Yeah, it's kind of interesting you say that. Like, I feel like, you know, with a lot of metal uh, and metalcore kind of like starting to embrace more electronic elements mm-hmm. um, and more, you know, MIDI instruments and that kind of thing and that becoming more commonplace, it's kind of like, I feel like it's just eventually we're just heading towards industrial music again i'm here for it <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like that's just kind of inevitably what's going to happen and people are going to write a song and be like oh it sounds like nine inch nails it's like yeah we've just come full circle back to that we've, we're already coming full circle back to deftones so we just got to go a little bit further i mean exactly. bands like loathe right so the 90s are alive again exactly they really are they really are true say true say I was going to say, speaking of the 90s being alive again, but I don't remember if they were around in the 90s. Uh, Bleed with or Bleed From Within putting out a new track. I know they've been around for a while. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, super talented band, some fun metalcore. Make sure you check that out. Yes. Um, Coheed and Cambria as well, another band that's been around for a while. New single, very exciting. Uh, I really like it. Um, their last single, Shoulders, has been on my playlist for a while. It's very, very catchy. This one's more of the same. I mean... What a talented band. I know we've talked about it before, how they have their own like lore, cinematic, whatever universe you want to go off of, but they're just such a fun band. I mean, yeah, this, this band, I mean, obviously they have, they have their super fans, Mm -hmm. um, everywhere that, you know, it's such a cult following. Yeah. And yeah, but at their core, they are just a great band with great songs and super talented and, um, Mm Yeah, I, I mean, I always welcome new music from them, and I, I just welcome a band that puts so much thought and mm-hmm. work into everything that they do, and I, I, I always, always respect that heavily. Agreed. And, I mean, obviously, you know, when we're talking about bands that put in a lot of work and a lot of thought and a lot of effort, we have to talk about one that doesn't. And we're getting a new song from Necrogoblicon this week. <laughs> oh, but you're so wrong. But they do, though. Oh, I know. This band's incredible. They put a lot of time and effort into making their music as gimmicky as possible. It is absolutely wonderful. I love this band with all of my heart. I think they're super talented songwriters and instrumentalists, vocalists. This band's just incredible and it's such a good time. And if you've been thinking like, man, this band's just weird. They've got a dude in a goblin costume who runs around on stage and interviews people. Like, I guess he's kind of funny. No, the music's good. It's a fun take on kind of classic death groove metal. It's a good time. It's it's the best. I love this band. Yeah. Um, speaking of groove, uh, Ocean Grove put out a new track. Um, I forget it something about Cal- I think California Sun or something like that. Really cool Australian band mm-hmm. uh, incorporating some elements of like hip-hop and new wave into metalcore. These guys are really talented. I'm super excited to see what they're doing next with this n- new record that's most likely imminent. But super talented guys. Yeah. Um, a band that I know you love. We're getting two singles from Pup this week. I think it came out today actually. 
Yeah. Um, they never miss a dude. Mm-hmm. They are, they're the pride of, of punk rock, uh, in Toronto. Yep. Everybody loves them. Um, they do what they want yet. It always comes out awesome. For sure. And that's like, that's just, you can't say that about that many bands, you know, when they truly, mm-hmm. truly don't care, um, about pleasing really anyone except themselves and they do their own art yet every single time it's amazing. Yep. Um, yeah, love, love this band. Cannot, cannot say enough good things about them and, um, yeah, let's go, man. Can't wait for a new record. Let's go. And, uh, speaking of new record, we just got a new record from brand of sacrifice, but they are still hitting us with more of that kind of new, new, uh, they've really re-released a reimagined, uh, version of their single lifeblood off the last record. This time, though, it's a little different. There wasn't a feature on that song originally, and now it's featuring probably the most terrifying human in all of Deathcore at the moment, Mr. Will Ramos of Lorna Shore. Mm, yeah, that's for sure. This thing's scary. It, it's heavy. It's good. I love it. Lorna Shore, Brand of Sacrifice, tour win. Yeah, man. I mean, Brand of Sacrifice, another Canadian band, mm-hmm. doing it about as well as anybody. Um, if you're looking for the heaviest, most extreme um, metal core, death core, uh, I don't even know what to call it. They're what you need. Exactly. And some more heavy music coming from Angel Maker. This is another two single release, uh, the third in the series mm-hmm. um, that I think is turning into an album that is hopefully out by the end of the year because every song has not missed. Angel Maker is another Canadian band, fully independent, uh, releasing some super solid deathcore. These guys are fun. These two singles are going to bop too. Yes. Um, are you familiar with In Her Own Words? I don't think so, man. In Her Own Words, no. Yeah. Uh, I How, they're a cool like pop punk scene band. Um, I describe them kind of like Settle Your Scores, City Lights. Uh, maybe maybe We Were Sharks. Okay. They're really fun. They've put out a new single. Uh, they were kind of off of my radar until their 2019 third album, uh, Steady Glow, which is an absolute banger. Uh, I expect the utmost from these guys. They're probably, I'm not going to say one of my favorite pop punk bands, but they're really solid all the way through. Nice. Okay, cool. I will check. I will definitely check them out. Um, until I wake cool, smaller metalcore bands, putting out a new single. Make sure you go check that out. Those guys are super fun. Um, where do I want to go? Let's see. Um, so imminence kind of a weird spot here because imminence is putting out a new single. Um, the unfortunate thing you've already heard it. It was on the music video for their last single. I forget the name of it off the top of my head right now. Um, as kind of like an intro slash interlude, they're just putting it up on Spotify now because people have been asking for it. So make sure you check that out. It's going to give us a little bit more of a taste of the album outside of like when you're looking at it with a music video and there's obviously like movie-esque sounds and stuff on top of it. I love this band. They don't miss. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Okay. And... Last, but definitely not least. You know, I always save my favorite single for last. Um, I've listened to this song 37 times since it came out yesterday. It's the new single, The Death of Peace of Mind by Bad Omens. I, oh, yeah. I love this band, and I think they are cementing themselves as the next up-and-coming band from our scene that gets huge. Um, I absolutely love them. I think that they don't miss. I think this song is great. It shows off Noah's entire vocal range, not only his screams, but all the way from his high cleans to his lower cleans and his kind of melancholy portions. Overall, the song is just super, super well written. It's got vibes of that new plot and you record that came out a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now, Right. but that new metal core, that's just, it doesn't care if it's metal core all the way through anymore. It's just doing what it wants and it's emotional and it's fun. And I love this song so much. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I, th- I think bad omens is sort of starting to transcend the scene. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like turning into their own thing. I'm here for it. Um, I think people in a lot of different, genres and like even some people that are kind of outside the scene entirely are like getting into this band mm-hmm. and whenever that happens i find that very exciting and um i have not checked out this song i you got me beat 37 to nothing here i i will uh Oof. i will have to listen to it 37 times you have that you have that that play count you know that 
Yeah, I keep, like, I scrabble my music, right? Just to, like, keep track of fun stats like that. And I checked it before we started recording so that I could say, because I, I knew I was like, man, I've listened to this a lot. So. Cool. Yeah. Great track. Well, that, yeah. Bad Probably going to listen um, to it again right after we're done here. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I think Bad Omens is a band going to explode. Um, oh, yeah. When this all comes, comes together. And, you know, one of those bands, I think, that, like, was about to explode right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic just sort of slowed their progress a little bit with the inability to tour and, and all that, you know, which, which happened to quite a few of those emerging bands. They had just put out a massive album, like Finding God Before God Finds Me, I think is my fourth favorite album of 2019. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And then they did the weird thing that I hated where like right in 2020, they put out, I think maybe it was like five or six months, they put out the deluxe edition of it and they had a song that was better than any track on the original record as a deluxe song. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? But uh, I love this band so much. They don't miss. They're absolutely incredible. You don't always know what the good songs are. True. It's when you're, when you're inside your own band, it's, it's not easy. Oh, I'm sure of it, dude. You don't always know. Sometimes I listen to a record and I don't even know what the good songs are. And I'm just a dude. (laughs) Straight up, man. That's the truth. Yeah. Tons of fun stuff. I mean, I don't think there's anything else crazy. Oh, our friends Good Terms released a Van Halen cover. It's really fun. Make sure you go check that out too. Oh, sick. Yeah, I love Good Terms. Good, good band. They covered Jump and there's a gent breakdown in it. And that's all I'm going to say. Perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. I cannot wait to listen to that immediately. Hell yeah. That rules. Shout out to Good Terms. Um, Mike, great, a great week again. So much, so much um, music I think people do not know about. Mm-hmm that they need to. And that's the whole point of the new noise. So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Mike. And um, we'll be back next week. Yes, we will. All right. Peace and love everybody. 